Has a lane, 15-10, touchdown, Chargers! What's up, guys? Welcome in to a Week 14 edition of Chargers Weekly. Bolts set to hit Sunday Night Football yet again against the Miami Dolphins. As always, joined by Matt Money-Smith. And Money, it's I guess it's show-me time, right? You're 6-6. Six and six. You haven't been a playoff team yet. You got two playoff teams on deck, starting with the Dolphins. Yeah, they let one, you know, look, I feel like we keep saying it. Um, and I think this is what's probably the most frustrating thing is they're in the games. You know, they're in these games. You know, whether it's the 49ers or the Chiefs or the Raiders, like so many of these games that they have let get away from them, um, they're in them. You know, they're... They can win these games, and it's just I think that's the frustrating part. And now, like you said, you're talking about two of the better teams in the league. You know, they do it differently. And uh, sorry about my hair for those watching the video portion. It was a very cold morning in the water. It looks, and, it um, looks great. I think it looks great. Yeah, it feels great. Uh, I'm freezing right now, by the way. It was like 45 <laughs> degrees this morning, and the water was cold. Um, but, you, look, Miami's a really good team, like legitimate Super Bowl contending team with speed and everywhere like it's not just Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle Mike Gusecki's a nightmare to cover you know what Mike McDaniels does with the the run game and what Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert they got speed for days so it's a really tough matchup um, for the Bolts in their current physical and you know condition and, and their state of health so that's why when you're you're watching this Raider game and you're up 10 nothing and you get the turnover, and you get no points out of it on that first one. Now you get the pick six, and, and it just takes the offense a half to get going or two and a half quarters. It's like, man, you have got opportunities. And like you said, now they're in a position where they've got to win one of these two and maybe both. So they're not facing – like the second, the next game they lose, they got to win out. And yeah. like that is not a fun place to be when you find yourself having to win out to make the tournament. So – I mean, Sunday, I know on paper, like I said, it looks like it's a, a really rough go, but so did the Chiefs. So did the 49 I mean, you know, we were talking in the hallway, Chris, with a bunch of people. They thought the 49ers game was going to be a complete bloodbath, and they were in it. You know, they had a chance to win that game at the last possession. Defense comes up with a huge stop, and they just can't quite put it together. So, like, that's the one thing that gives me, you know, like legitimate hope. Like, oh, yeah, they can totally do this. It's that they've been in every game. They just got to figure out a way to win. Yeah, it, it starts with 10, and it starts with protecting number 10. He was hit 14 times. He was sacked five times against the Raiders. And, buddy, I, you know, this is such a subjective list, but I was I was just going through the season and the most important players on this team, and I would say Justin one, I would say Derwin two, and I would say Corey Lindsley three. And, and I'm just looking at Corey Lindsley's season, right? He went out in that Kansas City game in the second half, uh, the first half they were dominating. Uh, they lost 27-24. He didn't play in that Jacksonville game. They lost 38-10. to um, the, uh, the San Francisco game, one possession game, he's in it. Uh, the Kansas City game, they lose by three. He's in it. He doesn't play against the Raiders. They can't protect Justin Herbert. Like, Corey is so important to this team. And, I, you know, you put Joey Bosa and Rashawn Slater in whatever order you want to put them into. Yeah. But I, I just feel like, you know, hopefully they get good news on Corey because he really is the one piece they cannot afford to lose across that line. You know, I, I, 
by no means am I pushing back on it. You're 100% right. He's invaluable, um, especially because the protections and all the stuff he does that you take that off of Justin's plate, you know, that people don't recognize how much that's worth. But, like, I think there are we – can, we can have this conversation about so many of their players. You know, yeah. just think about that pass on fourth and nine to DeAndre Carter. If that's Mike Williams and not DeAndre Carter on the outside, if that's six foot three, wins every 50-50 ball, not, you know, and I'm not trying to take a slide at DeAndre. I mean, it's just reality, you know, not five foot six on the outside fighting a six foot one Nate Hobbs corner like DeAndre Carter. Like, so there's that. Yeah. They had the, the Raiders offensive line is not good. They had zero pass rush. I mean, you know, Morgan, Morgan Fox, you know, God love him. He, he was pretty much the only guy that generated anything in that game. Um, and that is not a good offensive line. So that's where the Bosa thing comes in. Like teams have just loaded up on Khalil Mack and been like, whatever, man. We, we yeah. got no concern with the other side. And so, you know, that's where the whole – I think that's – like to me that's probably one of the more more frustrating – you know, parts of the season is, man, having seen, you know, whatever it was, six quarters with Joey or whatever, 10 quarters with Joey Bosa, and not having him here for this long is like, holy cow. I mean, what a freaking kick in the pants that it, buddy, that has been. Sorry to interrupt, but just go to the first half of that Kansas City game in week two. Like, how awesome I mean. the defense looked. You know, like, yeah. we, we were all looking at each other like, okay, this is what Brandon Sealy's defense, this is what he was envisioning in that first half of that Kansas City game. Yeah. So I think, like, what I'm saying is there's so many different spots you can circle of where this team needs, needs to pick it up. Um, offensive line was pressured on 44% of his dropbacks. Half the time you snap the ball to pass, you're under pressure. Like, that's... You can't operate like you just you can't function. Um, now I will say, you know, I think Justin ran into two of those. I think he could have, you know, peeled out and and rolled instead of trying to climb in the pocket right into the arms of Chandler Jones. I think, you know, I think it's. Uh, um, I think I don't know who it was that asked the question of Staley, but I thought it was great, and it's exactly what I was thinking: is you have to run the ball, like you've got to figure out a way to run the ball. You can't just. You can't have Josh Kelly and Austin Eckler averaging four and a half yards per carry and run them 12 times. Like, you, yeah. that's, you keep dropping Justin back, and this is what it's going to look like with this offensive line. You know, you've got a sixth-round pick at left tackle, a guy that wasn't, you know, the 53rd man on the roster. He was, like, one of the last additions to the practice squad in Foster Sorrell, you know, at, at right tackle. And you're talking about Chandler Jones and – and Max Crosby, you know, Zion's dealing with his shoulder. Will Clapp is a break glass in case of emergency for Corey Lindsley, you know, and, and Matt Filer, when, when you're in that position, like, okay, you're one guy. It's, it's pretty hard. It's a pretty hard deal. So um, against Miami, look, we know what Miami looked like. Was it last year or was it the year before? I can't remember. Um, a couple of years ago, I think we, they played Miami in Miami. They're playing that same defense. And it's the same defense the Patriots run. And it's something that has really given Justin some issues. Um, you know, where they just – they got six, seven guys all mugging gaps and lined up, and you got to figure out where it's coming from. And they're dropping some and rushing and overloading. And against an offensive line that's really struggled, um, I'm anxious to see how they attack it because it's not yeah, – I would, I would really love to see the, the run game get going. Um it's a good defense. It's not a great defense. So, you know, 
hopefully Corey can make it out there. It would be a huge return if he's able to do that. Of course, his health is paramount and first and foremost. If he's in no concussion doubt. protocol, you don't no want doubt. him taking any half steps to try to get out there with that. Um, so I hope it. I hope he can. I hope Trey can make it. It doesn't look like he's going to be able to, um, but it's going to be a challenge. Um, and I think, like I said, I think there's so many different spots <laughs> we can circle. Uh, if only this, if only that, you know, that, that, that there's just so much attrition on this roster. It's, it's really hard to put into words. And I'm not, I know this is what everybody always says. I guess I kind of sound like I'm making excuses. I'm not, I'm just saying, look, there's, it's not just one part. There's so many different spots you can circle and say, man, how much better would this thing look if that was there? Yeah. They got to play better with the guys they have, no doubt. Um, but, you know, I think we realize what Trey Pipkins has become because he's he, he's a guy they, they desperately need. And, and like you said, he didn't practice on Wednesday. Um, you guys should just check the practice reports uh, as we tape this. It's, it's a Thursday morning. Derwin James, they had a walkthrough on Wednesday, so it was an estimated yeah. – Injury report: Derwin James did not practice with a with a quad. Um, hopefully, that's not uh, a concerning issue. Monitor that. Sebastian Joseph Day was hurting after that game with a knee, and he's your best run stuffer, I think, at this point. So if you lose him, you're already uh, the worst in the league. And I, what what I think is going to happen? They didn't run the ball at all against the 49ers. I think with good reason. It just I think the, the the flow of the game, and they needed to get points quickly. Uh, you better believe they're going to run Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert a bunch on Sunday and then take their shots with Waddle and, uh, and Hill. So uh, I'm, I'm a little nervous about that run game of Miami's because you mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. It's like, hey, you know, Josh Jacobs, of course. We saw what he did. Uh, you got Derrick Henry the following week. But Mike McDaniel and his track record in the running game, uh, he doesn't have to run it a ton when you have Waddle and Hill and, and Tua slinging it around, but um, he's got it. And he's got it in Wilson yeah. Mostert with the speed. Well, and I think you just go back to last week, and you know it's it's the it's the red flag, right? It's you got two guys you got to worry about two. You know, you if you can take them away, you know, you feel really good about Mac Hollins, Foster Moreau, you know, Abdullah when he comes in. You know, it's not Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller out there, and those two guys combined for three hundred and twenty yards. Uh, it's crazy. Like it's, and, and I get it. You know, one is a great play by Asante. I thought, it, you know, my, my radio call was terrible because I thought he swatted the ball away. It looked like he got a fingertip on it, but it ends up being a touchdown catch, you know, for 40 yards for Devontae. And then there's a flea flicker and, you know, the safety bites and he gets two steps on, on Callahan and that's that. And that's another 50 yards. So, you know, of his 170, you got 90 yards right there on those two plays. But, hey, those two plays happen. Um Jacob's got some, you know, he just he got some rhythm. And he's and look, he might be the best back in the league this year. He's been playing exceptional football, so it's going to be hard to slow him down. But again, you know, okay, this is what we have. And I think Coach Staley pointed it out. He's like, look, we had Devontae bracketed almost the entire game. You know, you're, you have those two explosive plays. And again, it's like, yeah, I, I get it, but you have those two explosive plays. Yeah, you eight know? for 177. And, yeah, and that's why I kind of understand. And I think, I think it does speak to his character that – there are coaches out there that will get frustrated and say, look, our calls are right. Our scheme is right. We need to execute better. And that's them throwing their players under the bus, and he just won't do it. Um, and so I credit him for that because, you know, you could do that. You can make excuses and say, I'm out there with, 
you know, three, two practice squad guys and someone we claimed off waivers um, on our defensive line and someone who was supposed to play middle backer but instead is now playing edge. And he doesn't do it, you know. And, and again, I'll credit him for that because he knows it doesn't matter. Those are the guys you have to work with, so you better build them up and try to figure out how to win with them. But it has certainly been challenging. And it's, um, it's unfortunate, you know. It is unfortunate that, that it's been this amount of, of injury and this amount of attrition that this this team has had to deal with you know you got to overcome Slater all right we'll plant Salyer here and we'll be able to run away from him and we'll try to just protect him as best we can and they were able to do that for a little bit there um you know you lose Bosa and okay we got to blitz more than we thought and you know but to lose what they've lost you know to lose both Pipkins and Slater you know and Lindsley and you know and on the defensive side seven and now if Joseph Day is out, eight, eight defensive linemen. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's just, it's, it's untenable. Um, but again, I think what's most frustrating is they're in the games. Like they are in the games. And I think that's where some of the, the questions about scheme and play calling are going to raise their hand because they're in the games. And I think you have to credit the scheme and the play calling because they're even in them. But then you get frustrated because you can point to one or two plays. You know, with the Raider game, it was the third quarter. You know, it's like, and that's not scheme. That's Austin for 14 yards, fumble, cash it in for seven. You know, it's Dicker missing a 52-yarder, cash it in for seven. You know, that's your three-point lead becomes an 11-point deficit in 48 seconds or whatever it was, you know. And, and um, yeah, it's, it's rough. And, you know, I think they got some help too. I think that's the one thing to remember. Is like everyone's pointing out, well, they would have been able to control their own destiny because the Jets lost and the Patriots lost and they would have been the seven. And it's like, yeah, well, they still, those losses still help them. You know, it's, it's not like those losses don't help them. Um, so thankfully, the, the Jets were able to, you know, come up short against the Vikings and the Patriots, you know, got blown out. So hopefully that, that holds and a lot of their schedule tends to get tougher from here. So it's uh, I know I'm kind of talking in circles, but I'm just trying to No, it's but now it's on them money because now it's on them. Uh, and again, all the injury stuff, totally get it. The, the most injured team in the NFL um, or one of the two or three most injured teams in the NFL. Uh, but these are their six wins, right? The three and nine Broncos, the one in 10 and one Texans, uh, the Browns, um, the Cardinals, the Falcons. Uh, who am I missing? And the I'm Raiders. Missing and, and the Raiders. One. So all those teams are under 500. So it's actually, this is perfect. This is perfect. If you belong in the playoffs, you'll beat these teams coming up. You'll, you'll beat the Dolphins and you'll beat the Titans. Or you'll at least split and, get, and hopefully get to 10 wins and see if that tiebreaker is in your favor. So, you know, we can talk about the injuries and it's, it's terrible. You know, it, it, I'd love nothing more than to see... Rashawn Slater and Joey Bosa and all these guys. You know, the, the low-key thing you mentioned, too, that 49ers game, when you lose Covington and Abonia, I mean, that, was, the, the yeah. that was just a, a dagger to them when, it, when, when we talk about the run. Um, and you brought up something, too, that I wanted to get into. The third quarters. The third quarters over the last five games, I think they have a total of three points. Yep. A total of three points. Three points. They have to figure out a way, especially against a team like Miami, who's going to score 27 to 35 points on Sunday. They have to figure out a way to score in the second half, score consistently, and come out of halftime 
with a little bit of juice because that has definitely hurt them in you know th- this last stretch. They've won some of these games, but either either take yourself out of it or you know you're you're close, but fourth quarter you, you can't sustain it. And look, it's again I mentioned Miami, the challenges they present, and you know they're good against the run. Um, the Chargers are not a good running team. They're not very good against the pass, and they allow a lot of points. So, you know, they're bottom 10 in points allowed. You can score against this defense. Um, The problem is, are they going to make you one-dimensional because of how good they are on offense? You know, they are a top-five offense. They are fourth in scoring. Uh, They're top – I don't know where they're at in yards, but I'm I'm assuming they're, you know, up there. I know in passing they're way up there because of of Tyree. Yeah, they're second in passing. Um, and they are, where are they at in rushing? Yeah. Rushing. They don't, they're, they're at 89.7, but they're much better than that number suggests. They just don't have to run. They don't have, they to don't run. have to because they have these explosive plays. So slowing down again, Gasecki, Waddle and, and Hill is going to be, look, we know what it was like. We faced Hill. We, we, we've seen Hill twice a year for the last five years, you know? So it's like, we know what that looks like. It's not easy. Um, turnovers. They look, they, they won the turnover battle against, uh, the Raiders and weren't able to cash it in. The one that they coughed up, the Raiders cashed in for seven. The two that they got from the Raiders, they were able to get three points out of. You know, that's that's a problem. Um, I don't know what it is in third quarters because, again, this third quarter was weird, right? They had, you know, points that they left on the table, and, and who knows what would have happened with that drive, but it's a 14-yard gain, you know, and you're pushing toward midfield and you're feeling pretty good about the rhythm. The Raiders miss a field goal before the half so you're up 13 10 here's your first possession now we've ripped off an explosive play for almost 20 yards and the ball gets coughed up and turned over you know okay now next drive managed to move the ball a little bit now we're let's get three on the board you know and let's let's get back into this game let's cut the lead to one and bang missed field goal um so at least in that third quarter they were able to move the ball it wasn't you know your three and out three and out kind of offense so maybe that's a little bit of encouragement that I'll take out of that but you're right I think it's what four total touchdowns this season in the third quarter in 12 games it's crazy like you can't you can and especially the way that this defense is getting run over they're just going to wear down by the end of the game that was the thing in the third quarter this past Sunday is that you know it was like an eight minute drive that spilled into the fourth quarter so it's like not only did you have that kind of nightmare start to the second half then the defense was on the field forever because Josh Jacobs was just getting five, six, ten, five, five, you know? Yeah. And the thing that I, I think, again, just I, I keep using the words, I think it's the right word. I think what's frustrating is then this team will come alive. You know, it'll, it'll, it'll come alive in, in sort of moments, you know, like at the end of that, at the end of that third quarter, um, uh, at the end of the four, I should say in the fourth quarter, I'm going to the, sorry, I was looking at the wrong game there. In, in the fourth quarter, bang, they score seven. Now they're on the Raiders side of the field. And like when you go through, you know, take the San Francisco game out of it, but now you like, you look at the Chiefs and it's like, okay, we got a touchdown in the fourth quarter after totally getting shut out in the third. It's like, God, that's, it's just, you're chasing. You're constantly chasing. Make the fourth yeah. quarters, the third quarter. And then, you know, if you can flip those two, I think you'll find yourself in a much better, more tenable position to come out with wins um it's just you know we and we we've talked about the the slow starts uh too at at some point those popped up then it looks like they kind of remedied those 
it, it's just a matter of playing a, a, a complete game against right. a playoff caliber opponent, and they're going to have an opportunity to do that over these next couple of couple of weeks. Uh, you know, I, I've heard, I think Bill Barnwell was talking about it yesterday, and I, I heard Ben Zolek of the Ringer talk about it uh, the week of the Niners game, just how good the Dolphins are in the middle of the field. Like, Tua in the middle of the field, if he has success there, it's a wrap. So uh, I'm looking at the linebackers, Tranquil and Murray, and um, if they're able to kind of control the middle of the field, it'll be a tough day for the Chargers. So, you know, the explosive plays, yes, with, with Waddle and Hill, but doesn't matter who's going over the middle. Tua has seemed to kind of own that part of the field throughout the entire season. And it's, look, it's no secret. I mean, I, I love Tua coming out of Alabama. I just I hit his receivers in rhythm. He's got that he's got that subtle explosiveness. Doesn't have the biggest arm, isn't the most mobile guy, but he is it's I hate to use the Tom Brady comparison, but it's that tick 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 just in the pocket. He's able to move enough and he's able to explode enough where he's he finds those windows and he delivers the ball in rhythm and it's just he, what they've done is they've built a team around the quarterback and and for all the people that were complaining about Brian Flores getting let go I think you're seeing why they let him go he just never believed in Tua and you know he, he wasn't a Tua guy it was clear and so yeah. I, I think they knew what they had and you know McDaniel just knows what he has and I think they've built a team around his strengths and he for all of the you know, Charger fans that want to do the Tua versus Herbert and, oh, we got over on the Dolphins. And, yeah, I think if you ask the Dolphins, could could we do it over again? Of course they would take Herbert. I mean, it's nothing against I, – I don't – you know, I appreciate the Tua's in the MVP conversation, absolutely, but that guy's got Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell. <laughs> you know, he's got Mike Kosicki out there. It's, yeah. it's a pretty different situation than Herbert's faced this year, but – like I even hate that conversation. It doesn't matter. I like, hate the it guys too. aren't going to get traded for each other, so it does not matter. They're both really good players. Like I said, Let's I just appreciate really, them both. Really right? Like exactly. Can we, can I we not just appreciate both out. of these guys, man? Yeah. It's ridiculous. I and think for it's all the people conversation. that were trying to bury him, I was like, dude, guy's good. He's he's hurt. He busted up his hip. Something fierce. He's got no offensive line. He doesn't have any real weapons. Waddle was hurt his rookie year. Like, just give him a minute. He's a good player, and you're going to see it. He's going to look really good at SoFi on Sunday. So I, I, I hate that whole thing, that this is a Tua versus Herbert thing. It's not. The circumstances could not be more different, you know, this year for these two players. Uh, but they will be tied together, you know, inexorably for the rest of their careers, which is fine. Yeah. Um, I just don't think if, if Herbert comes out with a win, it's like, see – He's the gamer. Tua's not. He lost against the 49ers, and he had to win that game against the Chargers. He didn't. Tua's a bum. No, he's not. If Herbert loses, see, you guys got all excited about the big physical presence, but it's the guy that has the mastery of an offense like Tua. That is what, you know, you really needed. To no. It's, it's a team. It's 22 guys, man, it, it, you know, it's it, at the same time on the field. And all each of them have an impact on how a play turns out, either preventing forward progress or gaining moment you know or, or gaining yardage so it's <clears throat> it unfortunately you know you're coming in at a, a decided disadvantage you know it looks like the Dolphins might be a little banged up I know Teron Armstead's been a little banged up this week that'd be a huge loss yeah. he did not practice not on Wednesday he did not practice yeah, so Wednesday. that would be a big big disadvantage for that offensive line yeah 
I'm with you, though. I think it's, I, listen, it's fun for fans. Sunday Night Football, Tua, Herbert, and I'm sure that was a big reason why NBC flexed into this game is to see those quarterbacks on a big stage. But this is the Dolphins against the Chargers, and it's this Chargers team that has to find a way to beat a playoff team yeah. to to get to seven and six. They got to um, go to they got to go four and one at at least four and one. They have to go. Got to get to ten wins, right? Ten wins is is a must. I, I think it's and then it's a tiebreaker. I, I would say. I think it's it's very very possible that it is in the tiebreaker at at ten and seven. I think the Jets have shown that regardless of their their remaining schedule this week, they're at the Bills. Um, they get the Lions, Jaguars, and then they finish at Seahawks, at Dolphins. I don't think there's any reason to count them out of any of those games with the way that defense is played, as well as that that defense has played. And you get the Patriots, and you know the Jets and the Patriots are now done with one another. Um, you know the 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 fact that the Patriots get the Cardinals and the Raiders. In their next two, they might be able to build a little bit of momentum and finish the season out. Bengals, Dolphins, Bills, and maybe they have so. And who knows what the Bills are going to look like at the end of the year if they're still fighting for the division or if they're, you know, if they can take a game off in Week 17. So that's an issue. Um, and those are the two teams that are in front of them. You know, that's that's just for the seven. The, the Dolphins at six and the the Bengals at five. They're too clear. I mean, too clear with five to play in the loss column. That would lead me to believe you got to win out. You know, in order to try to overcome them, and now the unfortunately the Chargers have slipped in the conference standing, so they don't have the tiebreaker anymore. They're four and four. Patriots are five and three. Jets are five and four. Dolphins are six and two. Bengals are five and three. You know, in the conference, so you're not going to win the tiebreakers. No, you, know, you you have to go four and one, maybe five and zero to punch a ticket in. All right, guys, quick break. I want to introduce you to Ultimate Chargers. It's the free to play next level fantasy football game. Open packs. Collect players, pick your lineup, and crush the competition. Ultimate Chargers, play now inside the L.A. Chargers app. Play the Chargers Picks Now game. The official L.A. Chargers Pick'em contest is where you predict the game outcomes for a chance to win a Chargers jersey. Check out the free-to-play Chargers Picks tab in the L.A. Chargers app to play. And for every game this season, when the Chargers defense gets an interception, you can score a free chicken sandwich when you buy one at your local Popeyes. Visit Chargers.com slash promotions to learn more. How about, and we haven't talked about the teams behind them, right? But I'm just saying, the Raiders beat the Rams, they're 6-7. and seven. All right, right. And, and it's not like, you know, San Francisco be tough, the Chiefs week 18, they may not have anything to play for. And how about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Like the Pittsburgh Steelers have a Lamar Jacksonless Ravens team. They play the Panthers. That Raider Steeler is like a loser leaves town game. You play the Ravens again and then you got the Browns in week 18. So, I'm not saying that those guys are going to win out, but they certainly are putting a little pressure on the teams that are trying to get in uh into that 7 seed right now. So, not only do you have I would I would not Chris, I would not be the least bit surprised if the Steelers went out. It would not I mean, look at surprise schedule. me. Mike Tomlin is the best damn coach. He is so good. When you look you, at the way they did started. Did you see him at the podium yesterday? Oh, he was talking phenomenal. about he was talking December football. Yeah. He's like, we apply, we apply the pressure. It's like we 100%. apply the pressure. Yeah. 100%. You know, but they are 2-6 and six in conference. You know, so they would have to win out, go 7-6 and six in conference and be part of a tiebreaker situation. And look, they won the tiebreaker last year, right? <laughs> they ended up punching their ticket in. So, um, 
Yeah, it's 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 not good. It's not. You think about the way they lost to the Jags, the Seahawks game, and it's just like holy cow. We yeah. we knew that we'd be looking back at some of those, going, "Yeah, there it is. That's the one you circle." And you know, I know we're not I'm not trying to 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 not spread hope here. That's for sure. I mean, I think they can do it because, like I said, they're in every game. They're in all these games that they lose against good teams. Kansas City twice, San Francisco, the Raiders last week. They are in these games you know they got blown out twice the Jags and Seahawks and they were just weird lifeless games um but I think you put it best you're going to have to beat a good team to get into the tournament and really the the whole the whole idea of the tournament is will this team be healthy because if this team is healthy when the playoffs start okay look out because we know what it looked like through six quarters so you know that's that's the sad part of it is if they lose these next two and then just freaking route their final three games, you know, against the Colts, the Rams and the Broncos and Joey Bose is out there with Khalil Mack wrecking shop. You're like, man, yeah. Why, why do this to us? Why, why make them nine and eight and everybody's healthy and you're like, missed it by a game again. So I got faith in the coaching staff. I would love to see him run the ball a little bit more and figure out a way to, to, to kind of, lessen the pressure on that offensive line and Justin Herbert, or just tell Justin he has got to start rolling out, man. Hey, we're taking this snap. You're going to roll every time. You're going to roll left on this play. You're going to roll right on that play. You cannot stand in the pocket because it's not going to hold up. Uh, not with this group and not with teams not respecting the run. I mean, dude, there were plays against the Raiders when I went back and watched it. They're rushing three. Three against five, and the pocket's collapsing. Yeah. You know, three against five. You got, and Cleveland Furl was just a spy. So they're rushing three. He's standing there making sure that Herbert doesn't take off, just kind of moving into the lane where he would be able to take off, and the pocket's still collapsing. So Yeah, uh, what's his, uh, Chandler Jones had half a sack this season going into the yeah. game. Half a three sack. Sacks. Three sacks. And then you have, uh, you have Bradley Chubb, you got Jalen Phillips, and we have our old friend Melvin Ingram in town. On right? Sunday, so they are. It is not a fun bunch. Uh, it is not a fun bunch. That's for sure. So it's look. Again, you've said it. You've you've got you've got to beat a good team, and these are good teams. Um, you know, Ingram's got six sacks. Phillips got five sacks. Chubb just showed up and has two and a half sacks in his four games he's played with them. Um, and they just got because they the way they the way that they get after you you know they got 29 sacks I mean and they are all over the field Manny Ogba Raquan Davis you know Christian Wilkins got a, a sack and a half from the interior so does Zach Seiler uh, you got two sacks for your safety Brandon Jones you got three sacks for linebacker Jerome Baker like they are all over the field because that's what they do they're just throwing six at the line dropping out two and you don't know where the four are coming from. And that's tough for Foster Sorrell, Jamari Sawyer, Zion Johnson, rookies in this league that are trying to figure out what games are they playing. It's going to be a really tough go for that offensive line. So what's so what's the key? How do you how do you attack this? You know, Mike Williams will be such a big piece to this if he if he can go because you gotta you can't match the speed of Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, but at least you have a a big body guy who can get those 80 20 balls as we always like to say um you have keenan out there 
Austin's going to have to have a great game, but I, I really feel like Mike Williams, man, he's got to go. And you know, you want him to be right, but you yeah. know, to to match that offensive firepower, you need eighty-one out there. Yeah, I, I, I normally I you know they don't turn the ball over, they score a ton of touchdowns. Um, I think I think you said it earlier. You know, I think the path is you're just going to have to trade punches and try to win on offense. You know, their defense will, will give up some plays there. You know, they're going to have to figure out how to crack that code and probably outscore them. You know, I felt that way about the Raiders. We talked about it. We said in the Raiders game, yep. get some turnovers and you're going to probably have to outscore them. And they weren't able to do it, you know, and they lost 27-20. I think that's kind of the key. You're probably going to have to score 28 points to beat this team. Can you do it? That's that's going to be the way it happens because I just don't. Seven of those points came from the defense. You know exactly. Bryce Callahan. That's what I mean. Six. So, yeah. You know, you get you know a what? ball. You get a you get a turnover in the high red zone, and you can't get any points out of it. It's a three and out essentially. It's a four and out. They went for it on fourth down. Like you know, your other turnover, you convert into a touchdown because it's a pick six. Your offense, you know, you don't even you, you know you take care of it yourself. So the problem is, you know, Tua's got five picks. They've only fumbled the ball seven times, so they don't turn it over. You know, that's the problem. You know, the Raiders turn it over, and they did. And they were only able to get seven out of it, um, you know, on the pick six and weren't able to get anything out of that turnover deep in the, the, you know, the Raider territory. You take that, and then you combine that with the pick six, and now you're at 14 nothing, and you can really start rolling. Um, but unfortunately, it, just it's didn't really hard that to. Way. It's really hard to take much from this Niners game because, you know, the Chargers don't have the personnel that the Niners have on right. defense. But, you know, the, the Dolphins did give the ball away a couple of times. They were 0 for 7 on third down. Um, third down defense was was excellent for San Francisco. They, they're awesome. They're a really good team. And even with Brock Purdy, man, they, they may be able to do some damage in the NFC. Yeah. Defense um, got, they were, you know, I went back and watched all the throws. There's still some really good plays out there. Like, two is still playing. You know, I know there were a couple bad like you said, some bad turnovers in there. But, you know, there's still plays that are out there that you're like, man, it's, it's scary. It's, it's, you know, and I think there's a lot of people that are pointing that out, that, yeah, it wasn't the prettiest thing and you threw two bad picks, but at the same time, there's some other plays out there that it's like, yeah, that's, that's still explosive. You're still talking about, I'm looking at the numbers now, because I was like, man, I felt like he threw for a ton of yards. Yeah, that's still 18 completions for 300 yards. 18 completions went for 300 yards. So, again, yes, the interceptions were bad. You know, it looked like they, they were terrible on third down. But you're talking about 300 yards on 18 completions. That's what you got to try to slow down. Yeah, very few teams in the NFL uh, are capable of doing that. And yeah, the Dolphins exactly. That's, and I think, again, what's been, what's been the big issue for the Chargers this season? It's, you know, explosive plays. Yes, we held Josh Jacobs in check. We held Devontae in check. You know, we bracketed him, and we were able to limit his. Yeah, but you had two catches for 87 yards. Yeah, and that's that's what this Dolphins defense is built on. That incredible speed that when Tua hits Hill or Waddle in stride, they are gone. Um, so it's that's why I think be a heck it's, of a you challenge. Know, yeah, that's why I think it's it's what when you said what's the key. I think the key is it's offense got to be right. You know, yeah. big Eckler game, big Keenan game, big Mike Williams game, you know, big Gerald Everett game. You know, it's got Josh Kelly, you know, hammer away. It's got to, I, I think this has to be an offensive game. It's going to have to, they're going to have to figure out how to win a game this season 
by scoring points. Well, I guess it would be their second, right? They they had to figure out how to score points against the Texans because the defense let them back in the game and the offense shut down in the third quarter. But they need to score points. You know, I'm looking at the looking at the Chargers schedule right now and 24 24 10 there's the 34 against Houston oh yeah they dropped 30 on Cleveland uh and then it's 19 23 20 16 uh the 27 against the Chiefs 24 against the the Cardinals and then 20 against the Raiders that's got to be a 28 to 30 point performance if you're going to get out with a win here yeah I think 30 plus you got to score 30 plus to win this game yeah um Absolutely. Yep. It's going to have to end up being their uh, their third 30-point performance of the year. Yep. And hey, fans know what this is. They, they know what's at stake, um, and, and they know that if this team is worthy of the playoffs, these next two home games at SoFi Stadium will, will prove that to be true. Hey, at least they get them at home. You know, yeah. they, they get, we've, we've been saying it. At least you get the Dolphins, and although they have been better on the road than at home. But, uh, you know... Get healthy. Don't worry about traveling. Take the extra day to get your body right, you know, and and hopefully, you know, and I know Drew was dealing with some serious flu issues in that game against the Raiders as well. He was not doing well on Saturday. So, you know, hopefully, maybe, you know, that that's now gone and he's feeling a lot better and can yeah. be at 100%. I saw him. Yet, I did something with him for his uh, my cause, my cleats yesterday, and he looked to be in good spirits and i don't think he was on i don't think he was on the injury report um hopefully he wasn't um but he's gonna be he's gonna play a big role in this in this game money in terms of stopping the run and just being in the middle of the field and trying to figure out what he was gonna do next right get a turnover you know do do what they did against the raiders pop that thing in the air you know tips and overthrows tips and overthrows you're gonna need those so and, and they're gonna have to find a pass rush and again i think if that means manufacturing it and it's not the greatest idea to blitz when you got Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle out there, but if you 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 cannot allow these teams to pick you apart, and I think if you have to create pressure uh, and commit resources and extra bodies to do so, you just you got to do it. You cannot allow them to have forever because just the coverage won't hold up. I will say that uh, at home on Sunday night football, there'll be some juice in the crowd and. Guys love to play on Sunday night, man. Sure. So get so your Herbert. Yeah. Herbert, <laughs> Herbert's and different on, on primetime. Yeah. And that's then, the equalizer. Guys, exactly. Exactly. Herbert's the equalizer. This could be this could be a Herbert put 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 everything on Herbert's back game and and let him go to work. You know? Yep. I think it's gonna it's gonna just, actually require that. Don't put everything. You know, just, get, just take a little bit off. Just like let them just, just maybe not 44% pressure rate. See if you can get that number down to like, I don't know, 37, you know, just 33. How about on just a third of his dropbacks instead of nearly half of his dropbacks, he's under pressure. See if we can figure out a way to do like to me, I would almost just, if Mike is playing, I would almost max protect, you know, it's not a Josh Palmer game. It's not a DeAndre Carter game. It's, you know, freaking 23 personnel you know or it's 22 and you've got Horvath and you've got you know Josh or Austin and then you've got both McKitty and and Gerald or McKitty and freaking Rogers and it's just Keenan and Mike go make a play and give Justin that extra beat because we know he's got the ability to fit his passes into the tightest windows and make those ridiculous throws I I I almost wonder if they're going to maybe take that approach and see if that'll work because it just it's it's not working with five-man protection it's just not 
What about, you know, and again, it's it's all about the defense and you dictate, they kind of dictate how you play, but do you remember last year, Sunday Night Football against the Steelers where Justin was just running all over the field? Ah, it was, man. You know, like, like maybe that's a wrinkle. And again, I think a lot's contingent on his ribs and how comfortable he feels doing that, but like unleashing him as a, as a runner, man, he's, he's a really, really good rusher. He can run the ball. Um, 100%. So, you just got to do it maybe, more. Maybe, yeah, maybe some design runs. I don't know. He's got to do it more, and I think he's got to be – look, I'm not the guy that's got to get hit by a 250-pound linebacker. So by no means am I exactly. saying, hey, you got to go out there and sacrifice it because I'm sure it does not feel good getting into that car crash. But, you know, there's that play in the game last week where he slides short of the sticks, and there were another two yards there, and he still could have slid. And I think that's – you know, I think that's sort of what – that's the next progression for him. It's, hey – you know, we do not want you putting yourself in, in in a position of peril. Your health is of paramount importance to this team. You have to protect yourself first and foremost. But, yeah, let's look at these plays and let's remember, hey, instead of being in on, – because on, most of those runs are second down runs. And it's like instead of being in third and two, let's be in first and ten. Let's yeah. Because then we can open up the playbook a little bit more. Third and two, we're limited – and let's let's go first and ten. So just get those. Make sure you know where the sticks are because the second you start that slide, everyone's got to back off. If they think you're about to start the slide, they're gonna back off. So just know those extra two to four yards are there. Let's go get them. You know, let's go get them. All right, man. Well, hey, I, I'm hoping a week from today, you know, we'll be talking about the seven and six Chargers going up against Derrick Henry and the Titans with uh, with a lot on the line. But yep, hundred percent. Got to take care of business. It'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, what's your uh, appetite level for Sunday night games? You guys like those in the booth? I do. Yeah, yeah I do. I, in terms of schedule, um, do I like them? I'm trying to think if I do. I just I love the juice. You know, I love seeing Tarico, and I love seeing you know Mike's just the best, and I love seeing. Um, you know, Collinsworth rolling around. I like all the attention, you know, all the all the national media that show up that you end up catching the up with. The of it, right? The it is. It's it. great. Like, I really do enjoy it. I'm not going to lie. I know for scheduling, it's not the best, you know, to um, – but whatever. It's it, like the juice is too good, man. The, the juice is way too good when you're there. It's, it's awesome to be in the middle of it, and it's probably going to be our last one because of who remains on the schedule. So – I'm going to enjoy that. I mean, obviously, we have the Monday night. Or Monday nights, I'm not crazy about. Sunday nights are the ones yeah. that I love. Um, Mondays are cool. You don't think that? Uh, you don't think that Baker Mayfield is going to move the needle for January first? You know it could be. <laughs> it, it, it could be. It for some, look, I have I have the utmost faith in Sean McVay. He's as good as there is in the league. And if if you know, I, I think for all the incoming that Baker takes, look, B- Baker's a better option than John Wolford and Bryce Perkins. I can tell you that right now. It's smart uh, it, flyer. It, smart it, flyer yeah. by them considerably better um so yeah i think maybe there's gonna be a little sizzle there maybe mcveigh can find some stuff but that team's a mess Uh, you want to talk about an offensive line that's a complete disaster uh no running game uh cooper cups out Allen robinson's out for the year yeah you know aaron donald's now missing games for the first time in his career like that team's a hot mess so you know um we'll see but again i'm I'm all about the juice on sunday man let's I, i will say this though I don't know who made the decision. I don't like it. 
You know how I feel about the Royal Blues. They're my favorite uniforms. I love, I love the Royals. And I don't I know why you ditch the Royal Blues. I don't know why you would ditch the Dan Fouts. Uh, the you know Lance what? This, is, this has like epic in Miami vibes to it too, you know? That's what I mean. It's like, how do you... Like, what do you... Come on. Like, think <laughs> epic in Miami. What were they wearing? What was Chuck Muncie wearing? You know, let's go. I'm going to Google it right now, Chris. Epic... They were wearing in they were wearing whites in the game. Miami, but... they were wearing whites, yeah. They were wearing whites with the name, but they were wearing whites, but they had the gold pants and the helmets. The helmets are royal blue. You know, that's the that the helmet and, and you know what? Like the dolphins, why do you have this shade of teal? That's the shade of teal that you should be wearing. The Epic and Miami shade of teal is the teal, not this lighter shade of teal. Like when you look at the the Chargers uniform in that game, it's 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 the gold pants with the lightning bolt, and it's the royal blue numbers. It's the royal blue helmet. It's not the powders. That's what I'm talking about. It, uh, oh man, forty years. It's, yeah. Uh, I guess this ago. So I guess it's forty-one years. January second. Uh, this is the Epic in Miami. But the what now? Would have been. It would have been forty-one year anniversary. Is January second. 2000 yeah january 2nd is the four so, this past year was the 40th anniversary this past year was 40 this past year was 40 yeah. in january so 2022 yeah, it's like this is the 40 this is the 40th year exactly so, would have been fun technically yeah, been fun. i guess we would have ah so much fun i mean i'm the nfl's 100 greatest games number four epic in miami i mean come on yeah how do you yeah. it's uh sunday night football is going to be uh there'll be a lot of bump shots to you know dan fouts and company in Miami. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> I, I know for a fact there are because they had already called and said, hey, who do we get in touch with um, to get some of these Dan Fouts? Uh, I'm like, yeah, here you go. Reach out to Levine. He'll, uh, yep. he'll hook Jason, you up. Jason, he's got you. He's got you. All right, dude. Well, hey, it'll Look be fun. The box score right now. Fouts. Uh, let's see. Where is it? Uh, let's get to it, baby. I'm trying to get to the uh, bang. Here it is. Um God, what a great season that was. I remember watching that game on TV, and I was like, this is so money, good. Money, it was... money, coincidentally, this may need to be the score for the Chargers to win. Right? Exactly right. It had to be 41-38. It may have to be 41 had, uh, Muncie had 120 and a tug. Uh, Fouts had 433 and three TDs. I mean, jeez. It was freaking awesome. Yeah, 41-38. Oh, my God. Good stuff. Let's get a repeat. Let's get a repeat of the epic at SoFi. Let's do it. All right, bud. Look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Fans, Bye, look forward to seeing you guys. Uh, bring it. It's going to be a good one. For money, I'm Chris. This has been Chargers Weekly. Ooh.